but I was it was like in last like last three years, iPhone is like crazy taking over market share, and mm-hmm. especially the young ones because it is. Mm-hmm. You are a, you are a social outcast if your phone has green. Exactly, on it. exactly. That's the latest thing is that if you're a green bubble, you're literally looked down upon in society. Okay. Let's just. Uh, how about a green thread? <laughs> you want to call it a bubble? There's no bubbles. <laughs> I need to get a bubble machine. I'm, I got four kids. I know what a bubble is. Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better. So together we can be a little better. Well, welcome to A Little Better. So glad to have you here. It's a very special week. Drew, do you realize this is our 100th episode? Really? It is. Woohoo! Oh my. Holy (laughs) smokes. I don't know how to do this thing. (laughs) I can't shoot it. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Oh, the other way. There we go. Oh, my goodness. Drew, yours is by the armchair. <laughs> oh, I got you some confetti in your where, hair. Where, where, where? <laughs> dun, dun. Oh, we got a cake, <laughs> Yeah, too? baby. Are we recording this? <laughs> this is Taylor's first time on screen. One. Hey, this is our, our producer. producer, Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, she's not good with matches, okay? So. Oh, not good with fire. I, I'm not going to lie. I did not see this coming at all. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, that's fine. Let me help you out. No, it's good with fire. Oh, okay. Are you going to so, put that on? Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. All right. So all right. is this going on the podcast? I just That's what I want to know. This is the deal. This is I the real guess. thing. Congratulations. That's why we have so few questions today. All I, whose idea is what this? I just, I just want to know whose idea this was. It was, was Taylor's it Taylor's? Idea. Okay. Taylor, Taylor was passionate. I'm not going to lie. I would have pinned this on Noah. I really would have. I would have I, like, totally like, pinned this on Noah. This feels know. like a Noah Bixby. <laughs> it does. Where's my hat, Brad? Oh, here, here you, you take this one. You only have two. Here, here, Brad. Oh, you yeah, can no wear worries. mine. I got it. No worries. I got it. This doesn't make a noise. I'm a little disappointed it doesn't make a noise. Well, congratulations to all our listeners. 100. <laughs> 100 episodes. What do, do we say? You're do welcome. You remember, do you remember the first episode? It was, th- it was three of us on a Zoom call where it kept, it kept stuttering and hanging oh. up. We'll sh- Taylor, Taylor's going to show a flashback <laughs> right now. You guys are seeing a flashback. If you're watching, if you're listening, sorry about that. But uh, flashback to what it looked like. Uh-oh. Episode number one on Zoom in our bedrooms. And <laughs> was that still COVID going on? I can't Probably, yeah. yeah. Were you so, on the first episode? I w- yeah, the first of the hundred, yeah, that Daniel okay. kicked off. We had a previous podcast when Eric okay. Hickson was here. But Daniel uh-huh. started brand new numbering, brand new name, brand new mm-hmm. launch. Was wow. 100 episodes ago. This wow. is number 100. All Hopefully right. it's gotten a little better. <laughs> well done. <laughs> it might have gotten a it's little better. It's about to get a little better right In 100 now. episodes. Well, there we go. <laughs> All right. So uh, that might not be why you turned it tuned in. So you might be here to hear about the fact that we are on week three of my relationships are falling apart. So, Drew, you're... Keeping at it, getting right in our business once again. <laughs> Why don't you recap for us in 60 seconds the damage you did? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is kind of like part two in this three, four-week series of conflict. So 
we're just, we, we built the tension of like, man, conflict exists in every relationship. How do we handle it? We consider the other person. But this week was really all about having hard conversations, like that whole idea of like, can we talk and how do we navigate those hard conversations? Why don't we have those hard conversations? And really the, like the, the punchline is from Paul, right? We need to live at peace, in every relationship. We, as far as it depends on us, if mm-hmm. it's possible, we need peace. And we, the reason why we can achieve that is because Jesus achieved it for us through his cross and resurrection. And so mm-hmm. really practical message. Great. Well, listen, I think the first question I'd like to ask Noah is, should we tell Drew there's a piece of confetti on his head? <laughs> Dude, it still feels like I have that cone thing on my head. You do have one. You got it. You got it. There was one piece. Yeah, of how, how's my head? Oh, oh, You're good. good. We, we only aimed at Drew. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Noah's was like, or Taylor's was huge. All right. Well, listen, um, again, you only have 25 minutes to share with us. Thanks. Um, so, w- what did you leave on the table, if anything? I mean, you know, really uh, just pace. So there, there, there's a lot of nuances in, in these topics that you just don't have time to like fully break down and say, if this happens. And when it comes to conflict, right? You teach at some level as deep as you can, but you know in conflict, like it's a lot of times case by case. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a, a good like caveat to give is just um, the the things that the Bible teaches are amazing principles that will work, mm-hmm. but how you use them you have to navigate the circumstance that you're in, the conflict you're dealing with. We all know that not all conflict is the same and how you handle it is really important in how you go about it. And so really what I left on the table is just being able to nuance different circumstances and different conflicts and how maybe you might handle one differently than the other, but the principles are still the same. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. That's really true. At the same time, I really appreciate having a script. Yes. Having yeah. a roadmap. Last night, we had our first in-person group, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I started to share the group commitments, and I was winging it, and it was not going well. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm off script. Let me, And I pulled them out, and I read them. But just to have that roadmap of observe, O-I-C, and then a, a path. Yes. So what was observe? I, yep. What's the I? Interpret. It's okay. It's fine. You're all script. You it's my script. So observe, interpret, clarify, and then seek a path. Seek a path. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. But yeah, I, yes, we need nuance, but I think having a roadmap mm-hmm. is so helpful. Um, for any of us, um, what, personally, you know, what, What's happening spiritually for us in this journey? Or are there stories or the things that come to mind when it comes to all of us have had to do hard conversations, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what's, you know, do you want to wish you'd gone back in time and had Drew's message before you did that or <laughs> any stories to tell? I mean, for me, I think, I think the biggest thing in having a hard conversation is controlling your mind. Um, when, you know, when you send that text or you receive that text, um, your mind tricks you, right? So your mind is trying to figure out what that person wants to talk about. And it takes you places that aren't helpful for the actual conversation you're going to have. And, and the same thing you can do when you have to have the conversation is like, okay, what if they punch me? 
they're probably not going to punch you, okay? What if they don't respond? Or like, what, how, have you ever been often, punched? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Um, but like, don't allow your mind to overthink it. Don't mm-hmm. allow your mind to go places that aren't healthy for you. And I think with all this, this, this dialogue and having hard, having hard conversations, we have to learn to control our mind. This is maybe another thing I left on the table. It's just like, mm-hmm. you can go to bad places and then... W- what I've found is like anytime I text somebody, can we talk? I'm like, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be awful. And it actually goes pretty good because people respect you when you have a hard conversation with mm-hmm. them. And I'm not saying all of them go perfectly, yeah. but like you just walk away and like that wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever got around to introducing because again, I always have to think not everyone's seen the this confetti This man does and not need an introduction. <laughs> this is Noah <laughs> Bixby. But have we heard from him? So you might have recognized his voice, I don't know, or his laugh up to this point. Or but the Noah, shine off this bald dome. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. If you're if you're listening, if you're watching, it's pretty clear. Thanks, Noah, for being here. Any thoughts on that? You. Reactions to... Yeah, I've heard it said one time that like 90% of our greatest worries never come true. Yeah. You know, that we are, mm-hmm. we're worrying about all these things oh, that man. actually never happen. <laughs> and we're, mm-hmm. we're get all head over heels, you know, tied up about our stomach is in knots about this conversation we're going to have our boss. And then he just says like, hey, I wanted to thank you for last night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's no big deal. Um, or, you know, you feel like you should say something. And for me, the the temptation is to tell 18 other people who yep. have nothing to do with the conflict mm, right? and then end up um, hurting the person unintentionally or just by, mm-hmm. by ignorance. And so I think um, going right to the person was a big key to this message. I was like, yeah. oh, it's so good that we need to worry about what my part in the conflict is, go right to the person, Mm-hmm. Don't talk to anybody else. I liked how you said you can get counsel if there's if there's extra counsel needed, but going right to the source and having a, a hard conversation. Don't avoid the conflict. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like you bury the conflict, and um, bitterness is like drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. You know, mm-hmm. like that yeah. is is not the strategy for for a win. So yeah, that part of the message was powerful for me too. Um, first, dealing with ourselves, yeah. you know, and with with the preparation and the prayer, then dealing with someone else, not dealing with someone else. But I also appreciated those caveats in there about gossip and abuse, yeah. right? Because it's so easy to go to other people and do the gossip, but it's also we're not telling people they have to re-engage, you know, the let an abusive, per- you know, step into abuse, let enable someone abusing, or, you know, for some of us, we've had the hard conversation five times, 10 times, you know, whatever it is. And now maybe it is time to involve other people. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, Matthew 18 talks about that where you go alone, you go on front with the person, then bring Mm -hmm. a couple others. If it didn't go well, then Mm -hmm. you could involve the church. Um, that's the kind of the path forward. But I, what I, um, yeah, what I loved about the message was that, um, it's a standard template, kind of a boilerplate, a path forward. You can figure out, um, Mm -hmm. kind of where you're at in it. I think this doesn't apply to every single situation or yeah. nuance. And there's wisdom in biblical counseling. There's some situations that I'm dealing with that our church is dealing with are heavy. Yep. They're really hard and they're really messy. And these are these aren't clear cut solutions. I think this is a good cliche answers for kind of biblical principles to conflict. But at the same time, there is a ton of nuance to each situation. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give you the freedom to seek God's word, mm-hmm. seek God in yeah. prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, in John sixteen thirty three, it says that I say this so that you will have peace. It says, in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus promises you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
oftentimes we um, we look to find peace on our own or in our own strength or you know it, today and in this world we will have trouble and so we just miss that sometimes and run mm-hmm. um, straight to well why don't why is my life not at peace completely and mm-hmm. Jesus has taken overcome the world yeah lo- again love the romance and the practical, but that's the power of it. You've brought in the scripture and the word peace, which you dwelled on, mm-hmm. you know, so much. Just what is peace? But but just to know that peace is God's priority. So as for me, like as scared, anxious, overwhelming, whatever, God wants this. God wants peace. He's fighting, you know, you know, you know, for Yeah, Jesus this. is the Prince of Peace. Yeah. Prince of the Peace. Prince that's of Christmas peace. Eve right there, guys. Yeah. We are talking about <laughs> peace Mm -hmm. and the prince of peace yeah um and yeah like i don't think we value peace that Mm -hmm. much it like peace is not like something or we redefine it we say we say peace is avoidance yeah right peace is yeah yeah. we're living at peace even though the conflict still exists because i canceled them (laughs) now we have peace unfriended them peace (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and i just don't think peace is something that our culture that we chase after hard enough yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and yet then you look at Paul's words and you not even just Paul words, but like then Hebrews and then Matthew and you're like, dang, mm-hmm. okay, I can't avoid this anymore. Right. Um, we were talking before the podcast, Noah had brought up Colossians three fifteen, which mm-hmm. that includes the phrase, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But that just it's an indicator of how high a priority that is. It's supposed to shape our lives, it's supposed to be what drives us to the motivation. It's the end game, right? It's where well, if you think going. about that, right? If you connect week three to week two, right? The peace of God. I believe this to be true. Like, right again, I said this, our vertical relationship. So if I don't have the mm-hmm. peace of mm-hmm. God, how am right. I going to have the peace in my relationship? So like yeah. they flow naturally. Like when I learn that my peace comes from my vertical relationship, mm-hmm. when I have peace with God, mm-hmm. it pushes me to chase at, when I've experienced that peace, it yeah. pushes me to want it in my marriage yeah. and with my coworkers and with my friends. Yeah, it's only an agenda that really works, right? It, it changes the whole agenda, right? Either without that, then we're just trying, it's manipulation, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, I'm in it for me, you know, for mm-hmm. what I can get or whatever, but no, I'm paying forward, you know, the peace, the peace God made with me at great cost, I'm paying that forward. Yeah. I'm in this for you. I'm mm-hmm. in this because this is what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. So appreciate that. Um, what would you say to someone who says, you know, Drew, I followed that advice. It just went horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> you led me astray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate what you said. Like 90% of the time, you know, what we, what we fear doesn't happen. I know what, ha- what and that's true. Like, you know, I'll, I'll engage with people 10 times. I'll have that one bad yep. interaction, and now I think it's going to happen all the time. Yep. Because yeah. that one bad interaction, you know, I give up. But, Drew, what would you say? One, uh, one. I'm sorry that it, it went that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned that doing the right thing doesn't always give you the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Right? And, one, I commend you mm-hmm. for having that hard conversation. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned in in my life over many, many hard conversations is some don't turn out the way I want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I can control and all I think Paul puts on us mm-hmm. is as far as it depends on me, mm-hmm. right? Did And I think if, if it didn't turn out the way you you thought it was going to, it, it went bad, I would, I, would, I would evaluate myself first. Like, okay, what did I do to produce 
this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, did I go about this wrong? And so I would ask myself, again, I'd go back to square one. Like, did I not confront myself? And I would evaluate, like, what made the conversation go that way? Mm -hmm. And I would also say, okay, I'm going to trust God that this is part of the process of bringing about peace, right? Because I think we'd be foolish to think, okay, if I followed those four steps mm-hmm. and I, you know, have the conversation with myself first and I have hard conversations, it's always going to result in peace. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't a lot of times. And peace doesn't come just after a conversation. Usually the conversation is just the beginning to yeah. peace, mm-hmm. right? And so it, there's a lot of hard work that, that, that goes into it, not only just to find peace, but to hold on to peace. And mm-hmm. so I would challenge you, like, this is just the beginning. And just mm-hmm. because it went bad doesn't mean peace isn't around the corner. Mm-hmm. But it might take more time and more work and more conversations to get there. So don't give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're called to obedience, you know, and trust God with the outcome. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. we, we can only do the next right thing and do what we think God's calling us to in his word. Mm-hmm. And then trust him with the results. Yep. And so if we're trying to control it all, it's manipulation again. You know, yeah. we're trying to control the other person, how they're going to respond. Like mm-hmm. that's not trusting God. Mm-hmm. And so that's the exact opposite of, of relying on him th- through the conflict. Um, yeah. And in that, I would say, don't, don't blame God for your poor conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it goes bad and you were a part of that, own it and apologize. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes, you know, we have the conversation, we do it poorly and we're like, this is just what God wanted, right? I trusted God with the results and it stunk. <laughs> well, it stunk because you didn't do it in a godly way. Mm-hmm. And if you if you did mess up, one mm-hmm. of the most powerful things to, again, obtain peace back is mm-hmm. say, hey, listen, I had a conversation with you and I did it wrong mm-hmm. and I'm sorry and I want to try this again. Will you forgive me and can we do this over? Yeah. Right? So, again, don't blame God for results that you created because you did things in a bad way. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you just launched off with I commend you for making you know that effort. I mean, that's like kind of talk I have to give myself because it's like it may go badly but mm-hmm. it was still the right choice yeah. to engage right right it's gonna you know take you know take some work oh, yeah that's good stuff um <laughs> I mean I've learned so much through hard conversations like yeah. if I think of my seven years at Northridge I've had a lot of hard conversations mm-hmm. and if I go back to some of the first ones I had oh my goodness <laughs> like wow like yeah. I'm and it like this is a muscle almost, right? Like if you work out your muscles, they get bigger, they get stronger. The more hard conversations you have, the prayer is that you would become more like Christ in having them. And Mm -hmm. practice makes perfect, right? And so doing those hard conversations will help you for the next hard conversation. Yeah, I, I... No, I'm gonna give you a chance to talk too, but I'm just like busting for it because I remember for myself, you know, a hard conversation went horribly wrong. And, and I just, it was 30 years ago and it just, it really, you know, challenged, damaged, you know, a relationship. Mm-hmm. But, but I know, I look, I just wish I'd had Drew Sermon. I wish, you know, whatever. It's just the, the maturity, you know, the wisdom that comes, but you're never going to learn these things. You know, you got to get on the bike, right? I mean, you're never going to learn unless you get on there and try it. And of course you're going to fall and scrape your knee, but you know, this is, you know, it's part of the process. And, and I would just encourage you, yes, God is in, you know, control and, uh, it, it humbles us, you know, it really does. I go into those, 
successive conversations a lot more humble mm-hmm. because I know, you know, my capacity to mess it up mm-hmm. and just how little, little, little mm-hmm. I can control. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Bad, bad stories on your part. Yeah. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many is right. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like you said 30 years ago, I wish I'd had this talk, you know, if, um, mm-hmm. to kids or to parents teaching kids. Mm-hmm. Like if we can help them have yeah. hard conversations at mm-hmm. 10, 20, 15, yes. and they can learn from those and not feel yeah. like they failed because they did the right thing or mm-hmm. to walk, to work through it and right. to find peace in God and not mm-hmm. in, you know, other people and relying on other people for their value. Um, I feel like you'd be in a much healthier spot. And so if, as a young person, I would encourage you to try confront to go to the person, to not gossip, to not go behind their back, to yes. f- seek godly counsel, and to go do it, and mm-hmm. to try it, and to and to be the person who brings up these issues rather than the person who is just responding and and you know lashing out or going behind people's back. It gets so catty so quickly, right? Um, and so just talk to the person who you're in conflict. Yeah, with. that's wise. And parents allow your kids to have a hard conversation with you. Mm-hmm. You are not always right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your kids are trying to tell you something that you're not willing to hear because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're in charge. You're the mm-hmm. parent. Um, learn to say sorry, parents, and learn to listen to your kids when they're trying to practice a biblical principle. Mm-hmm. Ouch. It's yeah, good. <laughs> seriously. The only reason that came to my mind is I was like, it's dang. Yeah. I think my kids have done oh, that to me. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, been there. Yeah. Well, listen, so we're three weeks in. you got one week to go. Uh, why don't you give us a little peek around the corner, what's coming, How is where, where will this um, series wrap up? Yeah, so... Uh, Often what's tied with conflict is um, forgiveness. And so we're going to talk about just how we can forgive when conflict comes that hurts us. Um, one of the greatest destroyers of relationships is the lack of forgiveness. Yeah, excellent. Looking forward to that. Listen, I almost forgot. I did bring just a reminder here. So we've been talking about, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you get to see Relationships, a mess worth making. Timothy S. Lane and Paul David Tripp. So, good. so much good stuff mm-hmm. in here. If you like what you've heard on Sunday morning, you can go deeper with that. And that last week, I know that we took some insights from Tim Keller. One of the last books that he wrote mm-hmm. before he passed was Forgive. Why should I and how can I? And one reason I'm mentioning both these books is week four online, folks, you know, we'll be giving away. Um, some of those books. Um, So tune in for that. But listen, hey, thanks for joining us. Three weeks down, one week to go. Please join us for the finish of My Relationships Are Falling Apart.